Game two, and the London Knights continue to stave off uh, any anybody that comes into this building. They are perfect at home so far in the 2023 playoffs and go out to a 2 to nothing series lead against the Sarnia Sting, a score of 3-1 to one after the buzzer. Kogamar, Jim Van Horn, and Mike Stubbs, and this was about as... As grind of a game oh, as you could potentially imagine coming down to a last-minute penalty and a, a crucial power play goal for Logan Mayu, And that sets up the London Knights to a 3-1 to victory here tonight. They have a 2 nothing lead. Exhausting. Uh, you know, for the fans, I mean, exciting. And, uh, you know, the, the final result is one thing, but just the... The toughness and the the conference final level of hockey that is reached here today is a tribute to uh, both these teams, they, and it comes down to a, a bit of a break here and there. Um, if fans, if you're leaving uh, Budweiser Gardens right now, and listen, we don't have an update yet on Brett Brochu. I know everybody's wondering about that, but, um, you know, uh, the Knights will hope for the best, but how about Zach Bowen coming into that kind of situation? What, Kyle, is a goalie's mindset in that or do you just try and clear everything out of your mind I guess that's exactly it is you clear everything out of your mind you just try not to let anything in and you just focus on the simple things getting square to the puck and making the first save and that's all you really got to worry about you don't want to have to come in and and have a a clear shot beat you you want to make sure that you're square you're aggressive and that you're able to get a body part on it and just feel the puck because when you come in in a situation like that there is no warm-up they don't give you 10 to 15 minutes where everyone throws puck on the ice and you get a you are coming in cold used to be that way many years ago you have to come in and mentally be prepared and i know it's it's one of the toughest things to do is come off the bench because there's no expecting it there is no hope for anything like that happening it's you've just got to be ready to jump in and you know we've seen it you know throughout the course of the season if you know maybe a goaltender's not playing well and you go in but this is a tie game at 0-0 at that point, and Zach Bowen has to come in partway through the second period and make a couple saves early on, too. So he gets his feet wet under him and, you know, gets gets a whole other uh, intermission to get ready, and he comes out and he plays a spectacular third period. Mentally, though, uh, before the game, he was doing the bouncy balls on the wall just like a starter. So you have to kind of, as best you can, prepare to be in that game mentally well I think that's what separates you know this league from maybe other not other junior leagues but the level up from when you step up to the OHL it's you've always got to be ready and maybe you know at a a, junior A or junior B if you know you're not going you know you still go through the, the the motions of things but I feel like here there's a different mentality that you have to have at least from what you saw from what I've seen and you've got to be ready because you you spend so little time in this league as a player and you don't get a ton of opportunities and when opportunity comes calling you got to make the most of it and for Zach Bowen he did that tonight this is a big win for the Knights this could have easily gone the other way this series completely tilts it's 1-1 you go back into Sarnia in a hostile environment instead he stays calm he stays cool he makes a couple saves he gets his feet wet the Knights go out they jump up to a 1-0 lead they get a late power play goal and it's a totally different series now point shots uh, are kind of the it seems like almost the only way to beat a goalie when 
teams are so committed to blocking shots. What is your message on blocking shots? Uh, as At this point in the season, it looks like everybody's committed to it. I mean, sometimes you hear goalies either, let me see it, get out. Hasek was famous for yelling at everybody, all his defensemen, get out of the way, let me see it, I can't I'll see. I'll take it off my head if yeah. I have to. Yeah, Hasek was a special breed. So was, <laughs> so was Tim Thomas in that regard, where he would make saves with any part of his body. He'd make it with the back of his leg if he had to, but you love as a goaltender the commitment of the players and the teammates in front of you for getting, putting their bodies on the line, for putting their hands, their legs, you name it, uh, out to block a shot. And they're not trying to get a piece of it and maybe it goes in. They're trying to block the whole thing. Um, and, and that's where that's mentally... That's the difference in the playoffs, isn't it? Like, uh, you know, you can't do that for 68 games. You'd kill yourself. You'd have broken le- <laughs> You know, you just but players in the playoffs just take it to that extra level, and that's the expectation too from you know the the coaches and management all the way down throughout the lineup. Is every player in that locker room holds themselves accountable to to committing themselves defensively and making sure that they are doing everything in their power. Because listen, the less shots on net, the less opportunity the other team has to score. And the Knights were great at that today. Once again, another complete uh, uh, defensive game. You know, they they find a way to outshoot Sarnia twenty eight twenty seven, and that late goal by Logan May. And again, it's a point shot in front that's a seeing eye, finds its way through, and that's eventually the game winner for them. Two goals in the last, two goals allowed in the last four games at the at the sort of highest comp- competitive level of the season. Um, I think you're kind of describing why that is. I mean, I look even at um, uh, North Bay; uh, their their goalie has faced almost uh, over 200 more shots than the London goaltenders. Um, not getting, not allowing those shots through. That's the sort of difference in in playoff hockey, and it is going to be the calling card of this team when the story is written is how they closed in defensively, and in goal, to uh, make their make their run. Well, and for Knights fans listening too, you know. There is a reason Zach Bowen, you know, I believe he set the rookie record for consecutive wins to start uh, a year, and he was behind only one other OHL player of all time for most rookie consecutive wins or something like that. Matthew Valalto, who's now in the Kings organization, had 16 consecutive victories as a 16- or 17-year-old rookie, and Zach Bowen with 15. And, Jim, you mentioned it. Zach Bowen had to go into some really tough spots if I'm remembering right, Zach Bowen was in goal when the London Knights were down 3-0 in Sarnia. And they came back and won that game 4-3 in overtime. It was so about seven minutes to go. It was a crazy, <laughs> crazy night. But Zach Bowen has such a great demeanor. Not much bothers him. He's a guy that is pretty quiet, but he goes about his business, and he's not going to be somebody that after that Ethan Ritchie goal went, oh, no, now it's over. I had them, but now I've allowed a goal. This is it. No, he's very good at shaking off goals. He's very good at staying focused, and he stopped eight of nine shots, was named the game's third star, and that's all you can hope for coming into a situation like this. Are you kidding? Zero-zero? Well, you know, you got so many examples uh, of his mental toughness throughout the year that you you have to have confidence that he'd be ready for uh, for something like this. We we do. Do we know the identity of the backup goalie who came in? No, I, and, don't, I don't know who that was. And I, I was panicked. <laughs> and I panicked and thought it was Brett coming back in, and then looked and it was number eighty. And I went, "Oh no!" Like I, I but I mean, afterwards, the guys were they. 
they were totally locked in and zoned in, and hopefully no one made a big deal of it. But oh. it was uh, well, somebody got a thrill. I just saw someone running out of the tunnel and made the assumption. But yeah, I mean, all the hopes and, and prayers going out to Brett, and hopefully, um, you know, he's just okay in general. And if there's any possibility, but we don't know anything over here, we'll have to wait and see what the what the team decides to do. Well, he'll certainly. Um be, be be you know the rock and the sort of uh, the stats we were going through the stats just the goals against every measure uh, save percentage uh, I mean and the reputation he has with his teammates for his work ethic and professionalism and competitiveness and uh, the way he's put him in this position here and then to see that happen um, it's uh, something to, that you got to shake off you, it has a uh, you, you could be rattled. If there's one, weren't. if there's one positive, I will say he skated under his own power and he walked under his own power after he left the ice. So, how if about Brochu when they bring out a chair, waves it off? Yeah, not sitting down in that chair. I mean, whatever the injury is, and it appeared to be a non-contact injury, you would think, yeah, I'll I'll take the ride. You know, most of us, I'd put up my hand. I'll, I'll take the ride. Brett is nope. I'm going to wave off the chair. Get I'm going to do chair. this myself. <laughs> uh, what? And and he did. He did. He got to the to the room himself, and uh, that uh, is how much competitiveness and pride a guy like Brett Brochu has. If if they didn't move that chair, he was throwing it against the wall. There was no way he was sitting in it. But that is, if there is one positive to take from it, is that he left under his own power, which is you know normally when you don't, that's normally a bad sign. So you know. We're going to hope for the best, but I think there is a lot of confidence in Zach Bowen, especially from what he showed coming into this game and potentially moving forward as well. As a goalie, you got your legs are the most, you know, your head. Your head's the most important piece of equipment, but your legs are right there next to that. So uh, we'll hope for the best for Brett Rochu. Yeah, and, uh, you know, another big game, and again, another one for the London Knights where they are able to close it out here on home ice. They will go into Sarnia for two games this week, and potentially if they are, are to come back home here for a potential Game 5, it will be uh, this coming Friday as well. But we have got the Hungriest Night. We've got the Coulter's three-star selection and a whole lot more as the London Knights jump out to a 2 to nothing series lead here at Budweiser Gardens over the Sarnia staying by a score of 3-1. to one. This is Holly Gully London Knights Hockey presented by Peter Inch and Associates heating and air conditioning on the home of the Knights 980 CFPL. Well, the London Knights jump out to a 2-0 lead here in the Western Conference Final with a 3-1 victory over the Sarnia Sting as we head over to the Coulter's Pharmacy and Home Health Care 3-star selection. Coulter's Pharmacy and Home Health Care is the official health and wellness center of the London Knights. And for the third star of the game, look no further than Zach Bowen, who entered in after an injury to Brett Brochu, stopped 8 of 9 shots, and uh, was very good towards the end down the stretch for the London Knights victory here. Logan Mayu, the game winner goal on a power play with less than five minutes to go and Easton Cowan opened the scoring early in the third period 221 in on an assist from Ryan Winterton he earns the tonight's first star selection hungriest night presented by 1160 bar and grill for the best steaks ribs and more 1160 bar and grill is more than just a number 1160 Wellington Road South and Jim as always kicks off okay um the captain weighs in with uh, Isaiah George I think is an excellent selection how about that swipe off of the uh, goal line in the I believe second period was uh, critical I mean every goal being so meaningful I mean you get a game saver a goal saver like that good call there by the captain Um, he didn't get a star so I'm gonna I don't think uh, so I'm gonna go with Winterton Ryan Winterton three-point effort 
and he's just become the Knights' uh, Mr. Everything as far as uh, offense, helping out the D, uh, creating uh, that two-on-one pass to Cowan uh, was fabulous. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Ryan Winterton as my uh, hungriest Knight. Just has become a leader uh, offensively, defensively, and I, I just think he's just been wonderful. Now up to, I believe, 16 points on the in yes, the playoffs indeed. so far yep. so he has really uh been everything that the knights have have asked for and wanted when acquiring him from the hamilton bulldogs along with ryan humphrey and both of those guys have had very integral parts of uh, this playoff run so far mike we'll throw it over to you do you got a guy in mind you know what i was gonna go isaiah george just because of what he did getting his team out of trouble a lot his ability to find the open ice in the zone, Sarnia was forechecking a little harder in game two than they had in game one. They were sending guys a little bit deeper, being more aggressive, and that's where George excels. He can he can soak you in where you think, all right, I'm gaining on this guy, and all of a sudden a little shift of his weight, and he's around you. And he did that time and again, and as Jim says, he pulls a puck off the goal line and just nice outlet passes all day. Hungry as night, Isaiah George. I'm going Brody Crane on this one, and this is this is one of those when you look at his stats, you know, it might not show, but you know, Brody Crane was skating his tail off tonight. He was constantly putting pressure on Sarnia defenders. He took the second most faceoffs on the entire London Knights team. The only guy that took more was Sean McGurn tonight with 18. Brody Crane took 13, and it was really nice to see that after he drove the net, took that hit from behind from uh, Ethan Del Mastro, he was able to get up under his own power as well and skate off. So that was a really good sign for the London Knights. But there's just no fear in his game whenever it's driving the net, it's forechecking, it's blocking shots. I feel like he did a lot of that tonight, and his legs never stopped pumping. So I loved Brody Crane tonight. Good call, and uh, it's that um, all the roster, everybody's in kind of thing that uh, really you cannot, in a, in a tough battle like this, you can't diminish anybody's contribution because we, you, if you're going to win at this level, you need everybody doing something like that. And, and one is no more important than the other, and that's the kind of atmosphere it looks like the Knights have created winners of 10 of 11 playoff games. Well, and that goes to show, too, that not every game like it was maybe in the regular season or even early in the playoffs is going to be 8-4 or 7-2. I mean, these are going to be 2-1, 3-1, 4-2 games uh, moving forward, and these are two of the best teams in the Western Conference, and there will be no let-up from either team until this is done. And then, of course, whoever moves on has got a whole other series to worry about, but they don't want to get ahead at that point. London Knights 3 and the Sarnia Sting 1 tonight at Budweiser Gardens. We have got another score around the Ontario Hockey League to get to and preview the next two games in Sarnia coming up here after the break. Knights 3, Sting 1. London leads the series two games to nothing. This is Holly Gully London Knights Hockey presented by Peter and Associates. Heat and air conditioning on the home of the Knights, 980 CF. London Knights stay perfect on home ice with a 3-1 victory over the Sarnia Sting as they take a 2-0 series lead here in the Western Conference Final. We move on to the other score around the Ontario Hockey League presented by Tim Hortons, your local in London. Tim Hortons and the North Bay Battalion, they were able to even up their series against the Peterborough Peets. They win uh, this afternoon by a score of 3 
three to one. And that series in the East, all deadlocked at a game apiece. But as we mentioned on Friday's broadcast, you know, Peterborough, they got home ice advantage back. So they now go into Peterborough for two straight games. And we'll see how that series evens out. But nevertheless, you know, this series from London to Sarnia now switches to Sarnia. And, you know, we talked about how tough an environment it can be over there we talked about it in peterborough mike but now sarnia you know the knights got to go there they've won games in sarnia this year and they've done it in comeback fashion they've done it a lot of different ways too so there has to be confidence in that group going into the games three and four absolutely there is and the confidence also comes from the fact that you've won those games with both brett brochu and with Zach Bowen in goal, you've just beaten the Sting. It was not easy. This Sting team is so good. But you've beaten them twice. You did what you had to do. You kept serve or whatever analogy you want to use on home ice. And now, yeah, you go in and, and you hope that you can win one of those in Sarnia and really put the pressure on the Sting. And you go in with the attitude that we've beaten them twice. Let's go and find a way to beat them again. For uh, Knights fans, um, tickets will be hard to get if you don't have them now for Sarnia. If you're, you know, we got this nice quick uh, one hour and a little bit ride. Uh, but Tuesday, Wednesday for games number three and four. And uh, I, I think they are tough to get right now. Um, and uh, then back here Friday for, uh, if necessary, for a game five. So that's the, uh, that's the schedule. But uh, one game at a time in the playoffs. Um, but if you're, you know, uh, wanting to catch some of those, those are those are tough because this, uh, I mean, it's elevated. This conference final hockey is just so intense, and uh, it's just a different animal to to watch, to feel. And the fans were just right into it today. This is as loud as I've heard uh, Budweiser Gardens in a while. And you know, listen, credit to Sarnia fans as well. They, yeah, were, they here. were here. They were loud. They, yep. There was a bit of an eruption on that on that game-tying goal from Sarnia, and that's kind of the hope, Knights fans. If you're going to games three and four, you got to try and match that intensity and, and make it as uncomfortable for all the other Sarnia fans in there, and you know it's going to be a tough time regardless. You're going into an away building, but that was uh, it's it's always fun getting getting both fan bases involved, and you know it just makes for that you know that friendly competition among fans, and you get to watch. And you know if your team wins, it's obviously great, and if they're not, you know I think everyone's very good at the end of not going over the top and you know making things uncomfortable or bad and I just I think tonight was 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 well done it was a great crowd for either either side absolutely and uh it's um to the point in the season where uh and I think you know Sarnia's built a, a foundation and this is a a, a a franchise that's kind of going against their history their recent history and trying to overcome that. But Alan Latang has done a great job um, of doing that. I'm always, I'm impressed with how calm they play uh, for the most part. They just are, you know, play hard and uh, they've got lots of skill. And the Knights have just been able to bottle up a little bit of that skill through two games, at least allowing, you couldn't have asked for any more from London is, uh, is allowing this Sarnia team just a goal a game for two games. You can't, 
get better than that. No, you take that with the team that led the Ontario Hockey League in scoring for during the regular season. So it's been a great run. It's been a great first two games so far. The hope is that, that this team can continue it going into games three and four. Those games, as we mentioned, Tuesday, Wednesday, a back-to-back this week. Both games with a 7.05 puck drop. And you can listen to both games right here on 980 CFPL with the pregame show coming at 6.30 as well. I said this to Easton Cowan as we, we skated off the ice. Let's hope we don't see them back here for Friday's game in Game 5. But if we do, it will be Friday. And these gentlemen will once again have the call here on 980 CFPL with the postgame show after the buzzer coming up afterwards as well. The London Knights hold a 2 to nothing series lead in the Western Conference Finals. And as always, Knights fans, thank you for listening in. We will see you next time. This is Holly Gully London Knights Hockey presented by Peter and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning on the home of the Knights, 980 CFPL.